0: Hey, Dub Nation, it's Steve Kerr.
1: You're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yes, you are. And um, a lot of you would like to be on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game based on what just happened with our phone line. So we're going straight to you. Uh, we're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. You know that by now, don't you? You can look at us. We good looking. You can look at us, especially Dibs. Twitch.tv slash 95.7thegame and YouTube.com slash 95.7thegame. Watch us live and anything that happens in here. And let me tell you, lots happens. Sometimes Lucas comes in, another handsome man. Like and subscribe for all of the content throughout the day. It's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. And we're sponsored by Safeway. I'm going to eat it. Okay. Um, Let's go to... Fox in Oakland. Hi, Fox. What are you doing? Gentlemen, good afternoon. Fox. Yo, yo, yo.
2: And Dibley, as the good doc said yesterday, happy January.
0: Yeah, thank you, Fox. uh, (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: (sighs) So one quick point of view before I get to the Dunleavy dilemma. In my opinion, and this is coming from an ex-collegiate athlete, I think a lot of what's going on right now with Wiggins is mental and has to do with confidence, whether that be Andrew having a lack of confidence for whatever reasons or uh, others maybe around him, not having the same level of confidence in him. So now onto my main point, I don't know the specifics of Mike Dunleavy's current contract as the general manager, but I think we can all admit that he has some pretty big shoes to fill given who his predecessor was. And that said, I think Don Levy needs to facilitate making a big move or trade that's going to help reverse the ongoing downward trend that the Warriors are on. And that could mean trading away Wiggins plus some other Warriors. And, of course, Joe Lakeup or even Steph could basically veto Levy's proposals. But aside from getting out of the shadow of Bob Myers, Don Levy's dilemma is that he essentially is operating within a finite window of opportunity, given Steph's timeline, and let's throw Clay and Draymond in there as well. So based on all that, I suspect a big move or trade is going to happen, likely with Andrew Wiggins, plus some others, and likely within the next 29 days. Yeah, as always, gents, thank you for the
1: time. No, thank you, Fox, and I agree with everything that he said. But let me me push something a little bit further on the question that I threw out there uh, a few minutes ago with regard to, would you want to trade Wiggins? Would you want to trade Kaminga? Would you want to trade both? Would you want to trade neither? I would agree with you that answer one, option one for the Warriors is to move Andrew Wiggins. But I'd listen if somebody wanted to talk about Jonathan Kaminga. I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. I don't think they want to do it. But are you saying that at such a level where it's off the table? Is he untouchable? Of course not.
0: Okay. Only Steph Curry is untouchable. Only Steph. Correct. Okay. I mean, I, I think the big three largely are untouchable. But if you got a whopper of an offer for an expiring Clay Thompson, or if Draymond Green, and you know you were able to get something really significant, you listen to it. I think Steph is off the table because you pay him fifty million a year, and he's probably worth about two hundred and fifty million a year. In terms oh, of... For sure. I mean, I don't even know if you can value yeah, it, Mark, it's, it's honestly. In, it's infinite. C- exactly. Kind of. So what he means to this brand, that building, and that organization, and everything. Steph Curry is a Golden State Warrior. The value is, I believe it is infinite the, the, in, in, in those terms. There's so. a
1: reason owners negotiated max contracts in the NBA. Because there right. are a few players where, quite frankly, you can't... You can't pay them fair value.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that, I mean that's the case for, like you said, a number of people like Embiid with the 76ers and what he means for them in a number of different ways. It's an infinite value. But Kaminga, yeah, he's not untouchable. You don't want to trade him, but you listen to everything. It's Mike Dunleavy's job is to listen to offers and... You know, sort everything out and figure out what's best for the franchise now and also into the future. And yeah, you'd like to trade Andrew Wiggins, but you're not going to trade him for just absolute rubbish well,
1: because there's no sense in that. Except for you get stuck into a spot. We're watching the Giants do this now, right? We're, we're, we're absolutely in a spot, and y'all know this if you're a Giants fan. You're in the mode of, dude, do something. Right, right. Where like you're going to be, you're going to applaud it almost no matter what they do. If the name is large enough, you'll you, you, you take a victory lap around the living room for no reason. You don't have any clue who the hell they just got. right? But you're like, great! Um, it's a little bit that if the Warriors keep losing more basketball games. As we approach the trade deadline, it's not going to resonate well and doesn't seem like smart strategy anyway to just do nothing. So now you're like, okay, do we do something just to do it? What's the deal? You know, as you said, you right. don't trade him for nothing. Well, what if nobody offers you anything that you want?
0: Then you keep him, and you continue to do the Wiggins out, Kaminga in, Kaminga out, Wiggins in, shuffle. And you try to figure out how you make that work, because I don't I don't think that you're in desperation mode. You're sitting on four championships. So this is not like the Giants, where on Zaidi does not have three World Series titles. Those all predated him. And none of the Giants who were there have ever won bupkis. So in terms of like what the Giants are doing for their fans and their organization, it's almost like it's a completely different organization, in my opinion. Well, it is. It is. Yes, it, so it, it, fans it, it, are not thinking, well, we got 10, 12, and 14, Farhan, so go ahead and continue to backfill this roster with no names.
1: No, but I think they both got about the same amount of time before people get really turned sideways. I think the
0: Warriors have a little bit longer.
3: Maybe. And I would maybe, say this. I, if Dunleavy
0: does nothing at the deadline, and this season ends at 39-43, which is my go-to record, <laughs> if it ends at 39-43 and, and they're the 11th seed, at that point... Now, Dunleavy's going to be not on the hot seat, but it's going to be a little bit of a different well,
1: calculus in terms of do something. Right, but I the, I put the timeline similar, not in terms of like uh, what the team has done and how much cachet they've earned, but more like that's what Steph's career has left. Right, that's what his contract has left. That's what Draymond's contract has left so and clay would be up yeah you got to be up in, in a way the warriors are actually more urgent because it's like you've got some pretty crazy decisions to make in this calendar year of 2024 the giants can go out there and have another disappointing off season and their fans will be livid, and they won't show up and ownership will be mad and what you know what I mean, like Bob Melvin Marlon's just got, got here. Years, for, yeah. I mean, you can fire a guy a year into a contract. Sure, you sure. can, but 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 what does that do? It's not like that's going to save this season, right? Like, there's more urgency with regard to some of those decisions. Uh, Joe in Castro Valley, next up on Willard and Dibs. Hi, Joe. What are you doing? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, a great
4: show. Hey, I, I had a take, and I know this is spitballing, but. Jordan Poole and Wiggins were real tight before Poole was sent away. Um, Maybe that has something to do with the way he feels about the organization at this point in time.
1: I've heard this before, Joe, and and I have no way of knowing if that's right or wrong. Um, But here's where I would, and thanks, Joe, here's where I would defer sort of into a Stephen A. point. You know what I mean? Where it's like, Stephen A.'s point was, look, you had some real stuff going on with your family last year. Um, but you kept cashing checks while that was all going on. And at a certain point, we've all got family strife. We've all got stuff that we go through. And you've got to stand up and get back to work sometimes. Okay, fair point. I would argue this, because I've heard this before. Oh, Wiggins and Poole were tight. Okay, if your career craters because your buddy got traded, ah, that's on you. That's un- I'm sorry. That's unprofessional. That is completely and totally unprofessional. I'm glad to hear that. that, that that's absurd. It's, and, yeah. and I'm not saying that the call, Joe, you might be right. Sure. It could be a reason. It's a crappy one, though. You can't handle a teammate leaving. You don't like what your organization did. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't. So now all of you listening, raise your hand if you've ever not liked what your company did.
0: Oh, my hand is down. David Field, who's coming to town tomorrow. Yes,
1: not you, and me. No. not you, Lucas. Not you, Grandy. Keep snacking away. (laughs) I bet you got it at Safeway.
0: And how about this, Mark? If you are unhappy with what your company does... I'm going to give you a certain amount of time to be bummed about it, a grace period, and then go ahead and pull yourself up by those old bootstraps.
1: Eight months later is outside the statute of limitations.
0: We've had uh, changes made in our company, our business all the time. And it's like, man, nobody saw that coming. And you, you might not be thrilled about it. And you give yourself a certain grace period. And then you know what? You got a job to do, Andrew, and if you're bummed about the Jordan Poole thing, and if you're disappointed about whatever you're disappointed about, James Wiseman, that trade, well that's been a year now, so let's go ahead and rub some dirt on it, and let's get back in the huddle, and let's get back to doing what we do. I don't know if that is a thing, or if it was a thing, but you're right, Mark, about it's something. It's something. It It is something is there because you don't go from 10 years of absolute rock-solid consistency. 10 years. 10 years, Mark. Same player. 10 years. Same player. 10 years. 10 years. years. Two cities. uh, Different uniforms. A couple of sneakers. And 48 minutes of basketball. I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to play 32 minutes a night. I'm going to get you between 16 and 19 a game. I'm going to shoot between 13 and 15 times a night. You can bank on it. And then this year,
1: minutes of everything's down? Why? That's all I'm here to say today. I mean, not all. And, I don't, we, and you you're
0: know, more concerned with the why. Well, I'm more concerned of the where. But Where I also, can we ship this and, guy?
1: And that's fine. And I think that you have the majority opinion, and, and I totally get that. But it's also not just why. Here's the what. The what that I'd like to add to this conversation? What? Look, Andrew might get traded. You can want him traded. I get it. Do not rewrite history. I I have now. I have reached my limit of. Well, Andrew has reverted back to the guy that he was before. No, he's way worse. Than way, way worse. He was before. He's never been this. And actually, it's not even close. So you could have been mad at who he was before. You could have wondered why the hell he wasn't better. That's fair. You could be frustrated by the inconsistency. That's fair. Hell, you could just be all around out on Wiggins. You can say, compared to where he was drafted and the hype about him coming in, he's a modified bust. You can have all these opinions. Here's the one I don't want you to have. Don't tell me that the guy we're watching this year is who he used to be. He has not been this player since I heard about him before he went to Kansas. Okay? He's never been this player. He's never been. Not once, not ever. Something is way, way worse. To me, it doesn't matter about and, and the ma- history yeah, of Andrew Wiggins. Maybe it's irrelevant, but you hear people tell ta- right. say that all the time. It's fine.
0: And it's a it's an erroneous take. And I was the one who authored up the K Wig bit, and it wasn't. Because he played this bad, it was because he would just flat out disappear and he would have the quietest 15 points you've ever seen, a guy who would go 5 of 11 and drift on the weak side. And he'd be a non-factor in many games, but what we're seeing from this year, this Andrew Wiggins is far worse than the K-Wigs that I talked about back in the pandemic.
1: The K-Wigs thing is a bit that you could do because then it was kind of funny. And the reason yeah, it was really fun- funny, well, the reason oh, you're right. it was <laughs> hysterical. Kidding. Thank you. The reason <laughs> it was funny. This is actually a great way to, to to position what I'm saying. The reason it was funny is because you all weren't mad at Andrew. You liked him, but we could laugh a little bit at the fact. That it's like, oh gosh, the old disappearing act from Andrew. There's Dibs with the K-Wigs music, and it's funny. Guess what? This year, not funny. No. It's not funny. And the reason it's not funny is because this is not the same. This is not who he was pre All Star year. This is not who he was in Minnesota. He's this, this never been this person. We watched him at Kansas with Embiid. I remember Clay's dad is the one who I remember him pulling me aside one day and go, This was pre draft. He's like, we, It was pre Kansas. Next big thing next big thing is like I heard more about it, Wiggins um, because I never hear about, you know, like you got to be special. You got to be LeBron for for me to hear about you in high school. But like it was LeBron and then a few years later it's like, here comes the next one. That's the way. And they're like, he's from Canada.
0: I'm looking at basketball reference and here are his nicknames. Maple Jordan. Yep. Junior Jordan. Yep. The Prospect. Yep. Mr. Fantastic. Yep. Then you get to Wigs, two way Wigs, and Air Canada.
1: Where's K Wigs? Is that on? Did they make the list?
0: Not yet. Okay. I'm still working on it. He plugged it away. Maple Jordan, Junior Jordan, The Prospect, Mr. Fantastic. He was the deal. Dude, if you're Maple Jordan, you cannot average 11.9 a game. Playing twenty six minutes a night. Listen, and 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 we... unless you are Maple Montel
1: Jordan, <laughs> well, we get stuff like that wrong. You remember Baby Jordan? You remember Baby Jordan? Harold Miner. Harold Miner, and he he was yeah. Give me your yeah. Fight on, Lucas. Uh, he was a bust. He he, he was what? a bust. In the he was a bust. He was a bust. Baby Jordan, but Andrew Wiggins has never been given that name. He's just like somewhere in between. You are like eh. Like he's Reggie Bush. You're like, this is good. It's good. You had a good career. You didn't like match the hype, but You're it's stuck a good, on
0: USC references it's a right good. now.
1: <laughs> Fight on. Um, Shout out the show meeting. But anyway, I, I,
0: I just Harold Miner averaged nine points a game through four seasons. Lucas, he's a bust. He's a bust. Twelfth um, round picked or twelfth pick overall, rather. Yeah. Shout out Pete Carroll.
1: Um, yeah, happy trails, Pete. Jonathan and San Leandro. Hi, Jonathan. What are you doing? It's Pti all of a sudden. <laughs>
0: hey, good afternoon, guys. How you doing? Good.
5: Good, so I had a, uh, here the Warriors, you know, and what's going on, awfully reminds me a lot what's going on in San Jose with my four Sharks. Mm. However, with the Warriors, we've had some blessed seasons, we've had championships, you know. But however, with the Sharks, you know, I think we could learn a few things as we go to a Stanley Cup, they didn't make it, and I watched my favorite team picked apart after years and years of poor management, poor decision-making. And so you're not wrong to think, you know, there might be a little fire going there, but you guys got to hang in there, especially as Sharks fans. This, uh, this year has been something terrible. I don't think they've won a single game in December, but we still go, you know. I still take the kids and show them, you know. But I think that, you know, as Bay Area, we've been really lucky with the Giants. We've had championships. You know the Forty ers You know getting close, but I do agree as far as the Warriors, Giants, and Sharks, you stink. <laughs> I like That's that it for me, guys. Thank you. All Sharks right, have lost you, twelve man. in a
0: row, and that ends the NHL portion of the show. Three seventeen and one on the road. Go Sharks! Shout out mm-hmm. Ralph Barbieri and one of the greatest drops of all time. His go Sharks it drop. It really was. Anyway, it's
1: not you. Gots to get down. But it was good. Dude,
0: Ghost Sharks was... That was in the heyday. <laughs> yeah, but he's right in terms of... And I was thinking about this the other day. Giants, Warriors, Niners. If you go back in time and think about just how good we've had it. Giants, obviously, 10, 12, and 14. The Warriors have won four. Giants have won three. The Niners have been knocking on the door uh, a multitude of times. It's been a pretty fantastic run for
1: this entire century no question since the turn of 00. and you can go no further
0: question. back of course but
1: well, it, it, which only furthers the point I think which is that you just you don't get to be in the championship conversation every year no matter who you are So that's part of the reason why I sit here and look at the Warriors right now and I'm not like I'm not marching on Chase Center with a pitchfork. Um, I, I largely think that there there are issues across the board. There's plenty of blame to spread around, but I also think a lot of the things that we belly ache about were kind of unavoidable. They were kind of unavoidable, right? Like there was never a time prior to now where you're like, you know what, they should do? They should move off the big three. Like think about what people say. You gonna move off these stupid old people. Okay, 20, not yet. Tw- like 19 months ago, you're in Market Street. With, with with confetti flying out of the sky.
0: I still have some.
1: Okay, and what were we are going to do the following year? Move on from them, and then they made the second round, and then everyone would go, well, they shouldn't have re-signed Raymond. He didn't opt out until he knew that they were going to re-sign him. And Steph's sitting there going, dude, we're right there. We're right there. The pool thing ruined the season. Like, if you go back in time, this stuff was all rational. It, it was, these were not crazy pills that yeah. the Warriors took to be in this situation
0: it just didn't i didn't anticipate it being right now of course like this situation of- i was expecting this in 2026 or 2027
1: and to me when people scream about age i don't even think that's the thing that's not the mysterious thing the mysterious thing is what we're talking about today what the hell happened to this guy and how do we get it back
0: Maybe we don't. Maybe you don't, and that's the the decision that Mike Dunleavy but, uh, has to make and, and company in the next I, 29 days because I, maybe you don't get it back. Maybe he's done in Golden State being that player for whatever reason. If it's Jordan Poole's exodus, if it's the combination of the big three and the head coach, if it's just being in the Bay Area, maybe Andrew Wiggins at this point in his life, maybe he's just done being a top-flight basketball player. He's played a long time now, Mark. Ugh. You mentioned Kansas, and he's played now 11 years in the association, and it's not your birthright to get a 20-year career when you start as a 19-year-old. I know he's young. He's played a lot of games. Yeah, Maybe he's at the point now where mentally... He's just done being a pro basketball player at that of, level. I, I'm
1: not. Yeah, without disagreeing with you, I think it's a tough narrative to push when you've got three teammates who have been playing into June every year, and they're in their right. mid 30s. But you know that's an individual and thing. They're still grinding away, and by the way, uh, still producing at levels that too many of you are not recognizing.
0: You would not say that Andrew Wiggins is a grinder. He's no. a lot of things. Grinder is not what I would call
1: him. You know what the thing is about him, though, Dibs, I don't know what he is. I don't know who he is. I don't know the first thing about the guy, and I don't think any of us do. I think they do, but I don't know what to think about him because he's never allowed anyone to get to know him. Right, and he's not wired that way, and so we put thoughts in his head. We we do we give him characteristics that we don't even know if they're real. I'm always hesitant when people go. He doesn't try. Well, some guys look that way. They look that way. Sure, you know, effortless. Brandon Brandon Belt looked like that all the time. It's like, are you are you here? Just standing there watching pitches go by. Brandon Crawford, dude, are you like? Will you turn the volume up a little bit? Some guys just. Mm. They kind of have a meandering look about them.
0: It's fine when that's, you're doing what you normally do, though. And when it gets to this point, that's where you get, you start to but, ask these questions, right? Though, right? But,
1: but does that automatically mean they're not trying, or did they just kind of? Is that the way they look? Like I think that's why the championship year caught everybody so by surprise because there were plays where you were just like, "Wow!" I mean, the dunk against dallas My God. is what stands out. You're like, there is a dog in there, right? And we had no idea. But I, I don't know if he's not trying, or if he's lacking confidence, or if his head is 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 in the wrong spot, or if now the like the matchups with Kaminga in and Draymond out, and he's searching, and and Steve has used that word, yeah. Like I'm not convinced that he's done.
0: I'm just not. Well, I, it doesn't matter if you're convinced or I'm. Convinced, I know because I'm, I'm not I, saying it matters. But I'm I, convinced that. They should be done with him. And That's, I, get it. I don't I think that Andrew Wiggins gets traded and comes back to haunt you. I don't think that Andrew Wiggins goes to another destination and starts averaging 23.6, which is what he did his third year in the association when he played 37 minutes a night for Minnesota. I don't think that he's that kind of player. I think it's almost
1: an addition by subtraction kind of trade if you do make this deal. It might be. It might be. Um, if it is that way, I will forever be confused, especially if he goes to the next place and goes right back to 19 points a game, which is completely believable to me. It's a Warrior Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, trusted name since 1922. Visit freeman'sappliance.com. Today, Warriors tip off again is early today, in exactly two hours. against the Pelicans. Warriors Live's at 4.30 in one hour, and it's brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity 10G Network, made for streaming live sports. More of your calls next on Willard and Dibs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Merri-West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Now, back to Willard and Dibs. On ninety the game. You know who's gonna join us at four? Now tell me, Stink.
0: My daughter. <laughs> that's that's one of her nicknames. M- my dog.
1: <laughs> True. Um, no stinky. actual. We call stink. our
0: daughter Stinky. Do
1: you? On occasion. That's uh, that's uh, acceptable for another few months. I was gonna say another it's year yeah. until she, you know, because you
0: you ask her, she's sixteen months old. My my. Did you go stink, stink, stink? And then she puts her fingers on her nose. It's like, okay,
1: get on over here. Do you really give it three stinks? Did you
0: go stink, stink, stink? My my. Did you go stink stink stink? Number three. Exactly. Wow. And then she'll she'll go two fingers on the nose. It's like, you're so smart. Where was that eight minutes ago when we could have gone to the potty? Mm. But that's coming. Number two. She was so smart. She
1: would would say something before she... uh, Actually, number three works there, too. Sorry, Brandy. Anyway, no, actual stink. (laughs) uh, The guy who goes by the name Mark Schlereth. Love him. Who called the 49er game uh, the last time Brock Purdy played. That was against the Washington Commanders. And boy, does he have an interesting story to share with regard to what Brock told him the night before the game so we're going to get into that warriors live starts at 4 30 we're streaming live on twitch and youtube twitch.tv slash 95 7 the game you can go there youtube.com slash 95 7 the game you can go there and you can watch us live and look at dibs new hoodie no it's new i've worn it before but it's a new
0: hoodie yeah. new beanie old beanie okay but yeah trying to stay warm got Hounded by the rain today. Uh, Getting yeah, on it's, Bart.
1: It's, uh yeah, we're gonna get a little respite now. Uh, okay. After today, good. Uh, Saturday, it's gonna be back. So drive safe to that game in Tiburon that you'll be attending. Um, anyway, like and subscribe. Wipe all your the- feet
0: when you get in my gym. <laughs> Boy,
1: we, we we got plans coming together for you. I love it. Oh, bring we got, it. We got plans. Uh, like and subscribe for all our content all day long. It's powered by First NorCal Credit. Union. All right, people. Let's keep talking about this. Um, I think it's more mysterious than uh, than we're letting on. I, I I don't understand why we all should just accept. And and I'm fully willing to be wrong, and I probably am. But how on earth are we just like, yep, this is Andrew now. That's it. He just stinks. March 20th okay. at 4:30. Yeah, exactly. Big word, this segment. Well, actually, he's coming up at 4, and
0: I I misspoke. I think it's... uh, I'm done with the whole, like, why portion
1: of the Andrew Wiggins thing. I don't need to know why. I just... Do you understand what I mean by that? Like, I'm not being salacious here. It's almost
0: more like how. How did this
1: happen? Probably a
0: better word. Not so much, like, why, like... You know why is Andrew not the player that he was? Is it is it family scandal? Is it family drama? Is it Jordan Poole being gone? You're more asking like how did this happen? How do you go from that player to this player this suddenly? And, and I'm, is it and is yeah. it
1: recoverable?
0: Yes, yeah, I I'm of the mind which, that which, it's not.
1: Well, and and by the way, that is a relevant conversation whether you keep him or not. The problem is, is if you all think he's not recoverable, well, then you know what? Other teams might think that too. And if they think that, why the hell would they give you anything for him?
0: Yeah, I don't think that the Warriors think that, or at least they're not going to let you know
1: that they think that, which is why Steve
0: Kerr said on our show yesterday, our weekly interview, that he thought that Andrew's been playing great for the last couple of weeks. They're trying to keep Andrew's value high just in case another team out there does decide that... Andrew can be the player that he used to be.
1: Let's go to Big Al in Richmond. Hi, Big Al. You're on with Willard and Tibbs. What you doing?
0: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Sure can.
4: Great. Uh, First time caller. Um, I really believe with Andrew Wiggins, whatever happens to him as a life experience, whether it was a death in the family, infidelity, whatever it was, certain people are built a certain way. I think he's a really good dude, but because he grew up, maybe, you know, Mitchell Wiggins was his father. He grew up in a good environment that when something devastating like that happens in your life, you're not able to recover. You can't handle that. And sometimes that grief or whatever he's going through, you're never going to recover. And I'll make a, a, a point. My daughter, she played for Vons high school. Uh, her One of her coaches, Allison Johnson, won a state championship. She was on the cross track to be very, very good at down. As a sophomore, she played varsity. But when she went through what I went through a divorce with, with her mom and not to mention Kobe Bryant dying along with Gigi who by the way she was playing with the Oakland Soldiers. After all that happened she didn't want to play after her junior year she never recovered and to this day she still hasn't played basketball she doesn't like basketball anymore so my point is whatever sometimes we're going through as great as an athlete that you want it can affect you so mentally that you're never going to be the same you're never going to have that fire in you to keep being good and i think that's what happened with wager whatever it was his fire to play just went away because he's not built a certain way. You know, like a Draymond Green who, if something traumatic happened, I'm I'm pretty sure he's been through a lot of stuff like he's been. He can recover from it. But because certain other people can't,
1: I think that's what happened with Wiggins. Well, yeah. look, Big Al, you may, thank you for the call. You may well be right. I don't know about comparing someone who's still at an adolescent age when they go through something like a divorce of their parents. Uh, you know, you mentioned Kobe Bryant passing away. You lose your inspiration. I totally get it, and I can't tell you that that's not what happened with Andrew Wiggins, but I'll also say this. Like, this is somebody who has been playing at a high-level level at the highest level, professionally, for a decade. And it would be wild to me to think that all of that crumbles uh, because of family strife. And I have no idea what it was. And so I certainly, uh, I would not diminish anything, especially without even knowing what it is. Right, And that's on the table that it, it did go that way. But, wow. Like, the, that that would also surprise me, because I think that when, when guys... Uh, when they elevate to that level, um, and this is one of the reasons I sort of feel the way I do about a lot of these players, they've already been through so much. They've achieved so much. They've blocked out so much. And and we sort of don't acknowledge that. We're just, oh, yeah, you know, they had a great skill and they made it. Do you know how many people have incredible skill and don't make it? No doubt. Because they don't have... The backing, the mental side, the maturity, whatever. To get to that point to be the number one overall pick in the draft and then do 10 years of 19 points a game in the NBA, you've got to block out untold stuff and totally have an unbelievable focus. To then have a family situation just make it to where you can't play anymore, Mm, that would surprise me.
0: It's very possible. And you think about other athletes who have gone through mental challenges, mental difficulties. And I was thinking about Ricky Williams, who was, you know, Heisman Trophy winner at Texas and great pro running back. And all of a sudden he got to a point where his own anxiety got the better of him and he was unable to really perform at that same level. And I think about Draymond Green and him going to the commissioner just a few weeks ago and saying, I'm out. I'm done. I want to retire. And that's based on a whole series of on-court and other things that have been troubling Draymond Green. And he got to a point where he was ready to break and he was ready to give it up. So I do think that what you're talking about, Mark, is accurate. The mental side of it, we will never know. Like you and I, doing what we do, there's a certain amount of mental strain in anybody's job. And ours is unique because people can get to us on the YouTube feed, the Twitch feed, the text line. They can call in on X, on whatever. There are places where we can be criticized in other jobs. You probably won't face the same level of backlash that we do, and ours is not the most criticized career to be sure. But every job is unique in that way. I just look at Andrew Wiggins in terms of he's still playing. So if he was really that burdened, like he was last year, whatever it was, family this or personal that, we don't really know officially what it was. He took time away. So now he's back. So you're back. Play basketball. And he's playing basketball, but he's not playing as much or as well as he did. So to me, it's almost like you can't use that as a reason why you're not playing as well.
1: Yeah, man. Um,
0: I mean, he's here.
1: He's right? here. He's healthy. He's playing. And there are moments where he looks like Andrew Wiggins. Right. There are still moments where he looks like Andrew Wiggins. But why are. A lot of them.
0: Right. But it's not like. And I look at Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has been a little bit more inconsistent. He's been playing great of late, but his year's been a little bit more up and down. But you can look at Clay and go, okay, you're almost 34. You've had two major surgeries. It makes sense that you're not going to be the elite Splash Brother as often as you used to be. Steph Curry's another good example. He's not been as consistently phenomenal as he used to be. He's almost 35. So you can look at that and you can kind of excuse it. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, oh, that makes sense. It makes sense that Steph isn't you know knocking down every 38-footer like he used to. Now he's missing a couple here and there. But Wiggins, he's 28, almost 29. He's healthy. He should be, he should be averaging his usual eighteen or nineteen a game.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We've always had should be conversations about Andrew Wiggins. He should be better, um, and that's that's different. That's different than this. I mean, he like this. This is not boy. He you know he hustle a little more. Boy, you God, you think he'd be able to average twenty four a night? You know, maybe he's not an NBA one. This is like I, I, I mean, he's not a starter now. Like, he can't even start. Right. So, um, he can go out two games in a row and score three. Like, I mean, that's like not even being there. So, um, all right, uh, Brian. Brian and Hayward. Hey, you're on with Willard and Debs. What's up, Brian?
6: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so, I'm one of those guys who has a business and I work another job. And I think of things as work and basketball only. And in a lot of senses, you know, the guy at the top, let's just call him Lacob is the one who kind of finally makes the decision along with coworkers and things like that. But, um, you know, when we look at how life affects people in every day and you have to report to work, um, if you're sick, you got to bring a doctor's note. If you have a family incident, well, you have a family incident. Sometimes, you know, your employer is very, uh, understanding and patient with you. And that's up to in and, and, and all of his partners um, and Steph Curry. <laughs> uh, for the most part, it, it, it's an employer decision. And, you know, we're consumers of this product, and we all love it. And, yeah, we're allowed to have our opinions, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the only guy really whose opinion matters is the boss. And to touch on that with uh, what one of the last callers said, um, I, just, I just really, uh, you know, think that, it's time we, you know, make a hard decision. And I think the decision is to move on from him, uh, along with maybe Looney and, and Moody, if we can package a deal. Um, because we know what the big three can do when we have a good situation with them around. And I just want to end by saying, I really think Mike Dunleavy Jr. needs to suit up again because he's got that high IQ. He can shoot it from the corner. <laughs> um, I know he gets blown by on defense, but. He needs to suit it up. We need to, We need to suit him back up, guys. And there I'll, you I'll go. Hear
1: your comments up. All right, back Brian, thanks. Yeah, he'd play the same level of defense the current Warriors are playing. <laughs> I know that. Um, here's my question, uh, because so many of you are so dead set now. You're ready. Let's tra- trade Andrew. What are you satisfied with as far as a return? Because everybody I'm listening to right now says, yes, it's time to move on from Andrew Wiggins. All right, what does that mean? Like, give me five seconds. Do you not even care what you get back? It, like that, because that's moving on. Moving right. on from a player is not like, hey, we're open to uh, a transaction here. We're open to trade talk. We're going to try to make our team better. Moving on from a player is just like we just it's like cutting him. Which obviously they're not going to do that. But are are, are you all satisfied? No matter what they get back.
0: No, of course not. Okay. I want to get something back that can help me this year, even if it's expiring. And I think that Chris Paul would be a part of any trade that you're going to make, period. If you trade Wiggins, you want to attach Chris Paul to it. If you're going to trade Moody, you're going to attach Chris Paul to it. I think that any trade you make, Chris Paul is a part of it. For two reasons. One, what you talked about before, financial flexibility, or as we now like to say in the business, optionality. The Warriors want to gain some optionality by getting rid of the Chris Paul contract. Even though you're going to be out from underneath it at the end of this year, if you attach it and you get back an expiring from another team, then at least you have a guy for two months or, yeah, the last two months, plus maybe the playoffs, who can help you now, and then that player comes off the books as well.
1: Who wants that? What team like wants, what team yeah who wants that
0: Andrew Wiggins is a 28 maybe 29 year old guy who can still be a very good part of your team at this level not this
1: team's best thing anybody said about him all day
0: oh you're welcome but I mean Steve Kerr thinks he's been playing great well, and his body of work indicates that he is still a very good well, player okay wait but let, maybe let, it's just it's this situation yeah,
1: let's talk about that you said he can still be a very good player. On a good team, but sure. not this team. Right. Why not? You tell me. You well, t- your answer is going to be because he can't play with Jonathan Kaminga.
0: No, my answer is going to be I don't know. Okay. The answer is. Then you
1: also don't know that he can be a good player on a good team. Well, I do know that if the
0: answer is that he just can't play with Draymond, Steph, and Clay and well. Kaminga anymore, or maybe it's. He doesn't like the current state of the downtown area in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know what the reason is, yeah, Mark, I just, but there is a reason. Can you at least give me this? There is a reason why Andrew Wiggins has gone from a consistent player to this player. There's a reason
1: for everything. So right. Of course. So of the course. reason's
0: either, the reason's one of a hundred different things. I don't think that the reason, the least likely reason is that he's just not good at basketball anymore. I think that's the least likely reason. So I think it's situational. Okay, It's operational, occupational. It is, I mean, whatever it is, maybe it has to do with this situation.
1: I, I, I just think right now as we look at this, there's, um, there's sort of a way to view the future. And if you ask me right now, about Wiggins and Kaminga, if we go on that premise, they're not good together. All right, got to move one of them, okay? Who do you want? And if you offered me the now Wiggins, obviously that's who you want the least. The now Kaminga, that's who you want next. But do you know who I want even more than both of those? The then Wiggins. Yes. The A- then then Wiggins. Wiggins. Then Drew Wiggins. And so... Are you convinced that that person's dead? I'm not. Maybe he's just dead here. Maybe.
0: And that, to me, if I'm the acquiring team, that is the question I ask Mike Dunleavy. What's the deal with Andrew Wiggins? And if the answer from Dunleavy is, well, you know, it's just situationally or whatever the reasons are, if it has to do with the Golden State Warriors... Then you can sell to another team that the then Drew Wiggins, as I like to call him, he can be back if he's on Utah, Chicago, New Orleans, whatever team he ends up going to. If if it's a change of scenery that all is that's all he needs, yeah. then he becomes a more valuable asset to trade. Uh
1: Tarog in Menlo Park. Hey Rog. what are you doing? Hey guys. Um, thanks for taking up my call. Yeah. Um Honestly, I feel
4: we um, would have not won the fourth championship without him. He was amazing that year. His defense, his rebounds, he, he put a lot of effort. And I feel one of the reasons that happened is because he was really mentored by Iqbal. If you see, like Iguodala would actually pull him out of, uh, pull him out, and like you know talk to him, like you know motivate him, tell him what he did wrong. I don't think he has a mentor anymore. Probably he doesn't need a mentor, but. I feel there's something missing that if you want the den Andrew Wiggins, uh, there is some mental issue that he has that
1: probably he probably is working on, is taking time. Mm. But also you need some mentor like Iguodala to help him. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Tarak, thanks so much. Um, I hear a lot about this. This to me feels no different than the caller earlier who was like, you know what, how's he feeling about the organization after them trading Jordan Poole? These things are all valid as possibilities, but to me they're not valid as excuses. They're, they're, they're just not. Like you're a 10-year professional. You need a mentor? It's almost 30. It's been an all-star. It's been a champ. He has averaged 20 points a game for 10 years and now you need a mentor? Right. Or, or or you don't like the team because he traded your buddy? Like some of these opinions while I can't say they're wrong Listen to what you're saying about Andrew Wiggins. You're calling him a feather. S-O-F-T. You're calling him the biggest feather in the league. And he took you to a title 19 months ago. Dunked
0: on Luka. I just... Savagely.
1: So you're not wrong. I have no idea if you're right, but my God, if these things are true, that does not speak well of Andrew if that's what you need at this point in your career. That's like act, I mean, that's like acting like he's cominga's age.
0: Exactly. And as you mentioned, he's in his 11th year in the association and he played high level D1 and he's a guy who's been through the fires and the rigors of an NBA championship run. So what is it? And maybe it's just as simple as he's just not working out with this organization because Steve Kerr is trying to find ways to motivate him. And sometimes you take a player and you bench him, and it lights a fire, Mark. <laughs> you light a fire under a guy. Well, you benched him, and it didn't really light a fire. He's like, this seat is great. Yeah, exactly. This is super I kind of like it. <laughs> So I'm making the same amount of money. And I don't have to shoot, and I don't have to play
1: eighteen minutes. This is cool. Can I take this chair home with me? This is really comfy. Pretty comfy, yeah. So I, I, I don't know that he feels that way at all. And in fact, no, I but don't. there's I mean, been nothing that. No, he said publicly. He said he's he, he's fighting. To get it back. He's like, I don't like this. I don't like not starting. I'm fighting to get my position back. He said that publicly. Okay.
0: But I mean I d I don't see no. I don't see a lot of fight no, when I watch you him
1: play. You don't see the results. Yeah. You don't see the results.
0: So I don't um, know if it's a situation where a change of scenery is what he ultimately needs to get back to the player he was. Maybe it's just time. Maybe he just needs to to spend time on the bench and then get things lined up and come back and make an impact in the second half. I don't know.
1: Um, you know who's given people results is um Brock Purdy. That's who's giving people results.
0: Well, especially after he got benched last game. I hope that that serves as motivation to stop throwing
1: picks. Ian Wiggins are... Same guy. Same guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Benched. Uh, If you look at their play over the last week, it's been non-existent. Both of them. True. Very, very similar players. Mark Slareth going to join us in a few minutes. He did the game against the Commanders and... This is normal. I don't know how many of you all know this, but like the key players and coaches sit down with the broadcast crew the day before the game. And so they can ask them different things that they can use on the broadcast. So uh, Schlereth spoke to Purdy, and then this week shared on his Stinkin' Truth podcast something that Brock Purdy said to him, and it's pretty interesting.
3: Take a listen. He's operating at a very high level. But I asked him the one question that, you know, he's been saddled with. I looked at him like I'm looking at you, and I said, game manager, how do you respond? Mm. And I was impressed because he bowed his back a little bit. Did he? Yeah. How so? He bowed his back because Brock Purdy told me anybody who calls me a game manager either is not watching the film or doesn't know what they're looking at. Ooh, spicy. In the end, the end of this thing will tell the story i'm telling he goes like hey listen i'm not saying i'm the best let's saying i'm the best quarterback or i'm the best but he goes i got some gunslinger in me and you look at some of the throws i make you look at some of the windows i throw it into because i know that i'm not the biggest armed guy i never have been so i had to make up for the lack of arm talent with perfect timing with great footwork with being on time and knowing where everybody is that's my quarterback. Anybody who calls me a game
1: manager either doesn't watch the film or doesn't know what they're looking at. Ooh, spicy.
0: That is spicy. <laughs> kind of bowed his back up a little bit. I love it. I love it. It's the whole thing about game manager.
1: He doesn't like label, it. But, yeah. he, but he don't like it. He doesn't like it. Yeah.
0: That's a label I think that's gotten a
1: bad rap because they're all Game manager. Well, system quarterback is the one where, that I think is like less offensive than game manager. Yeah, game manager. Don't you think that's an even worse? Kind game manager reeks of a guy who just gets the snap and looks for the immediate dump off. Right. Like, do not make a mistake, right. no matter what. Just, just go out there and be a manager. That whole word. Hell, even in baseball, manager. Hi, I'm the manager of the Giants. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they work on your Melvin. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm going to have to sit with him, look at some tendencies. Stink's going to join us next. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. We'll ask him more about that conversation right here on Willard & Dibbs.